relationship. I just really felt that it's almost like God is putting his hand on our shoulder. And uh, you know, I think God really wants us to live close to him. He wants us to draw, draw near and uh, um, yeah, to walk with him. And that is how we were designed. And it's not, it's not just for encounters and you know, we kind of come for the encounter now. No, he wants to, he wants to walk with us. And on a, on a daily basis, and I really felt God was putting His hand on our shoulders, and you know, just His just His presence. Um, yeah, so we are working through the Book of Hebrews, and yeah, so this morning I want to um, look at Hebrews. He's going to read Hebrews four, and then see how far we get get along that way. Um, so let me let me just start with that. Good. Reading from verse uh, verse one. Let me back up a little bit into Hebrews Hebrews three sixteen. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not those who left Egypt led by Moses, and with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose body fell in the wilderness, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Or verse 1, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of us should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as it came to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed, enter that rest. As he has said, As I saw in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage he said, They shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day today, saying through David, so long afterwards, in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Whoever who has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no one is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Since therefore we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 
And so last week we, we looked at uh, just how our inheritance is linked to our hearts. And uh, we were given a history lesson looking at the, the, the nation, the first generation of believers. And in that we were given a, a warning really of how not to do it. Um, and we just looked at how uh, these people, they, they resisted God. And uh, in the resistance, their hearts became harder and they couldn't hear. It was deceitfulness of sin made their hearts hard. Um, they were going astray in their hearts. They were following other, other gods. Um, they were getting stuck in unbelief. And that is causing them to fall away from the, from the living God. And uh, they provoked and tested God. And, uh, you know, just with their negativity and, and all of that. And then it got to a point where God, God actually says, said, that God swears an oath in his wrath, they shall not enter my rest. That's quite a serious thing. And so when God swears an oath that is irrevocable, that's kind of, that's, that's the final thing. It's over, over Cadovas. You know, you've had your chance now. <laughs> and that's what happened to, to the nation. God had the promise, the promise of uh, the Canaan, the land of milk and honey. Uh, but because of their obstinate heart and their, their lack of belief, God couldn't move them forward. They, they couldn't hear God. So, um, you know, God, God eventually swears an oath and says, well, uh, you, you're not going into the promised land. Um, and that's where, they, that's where they died. And so... Um, we need to understand that when we are persistent in, in, in those attitudes of heart and that unbelief, that's where we can land up. But the flip side of that is we, we, we get is where God gave Abram a promise and Abram uh, went in obedience. And we see how every, along the journey God kind of reinforced Abram and until the member of the time and he goes up the, up the mountain, God says, take, go now, take Isaac and go up the mountain and sacrifice Isaac at the top. And he does, and, um, and he sees the, the provision of God. And at that point, God actually swears an oath, an oath of, of blessing over, over Abram. And at that point, um, that, that blessing was irrevocable. It couldn't, couldn't be taken away. Um, and so... You've got the, the two contrasts. The one is the persistence in unbelief and, the, and what, what the Scriptures are calling us here is to have a persistence in, in faith and, 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 and obedience and that we need to be a people. There's a promise that's been put forward to us. Uh, we've come out of Egypt. Uh, we've been through the Red Sea. and We're going through the wilderness, but God has a, a place of milk and honey. And we, like Abram, Abram had a promise we need to be pressing forward into that promise, this, this Canaan, uh, this, um, and uh, uh, yeah, going, going for that when God swears an oath over us. And uh, uh, we receive the, the promises that God has for us. Sorry, this thing keeps jumping out. Try again. Um, 
So we need to see that, you know, with, uh, it's just in the scriptures and quite a lot of this thing about the oath and the promise uh, comes, comes through. And an oath is unconditional once it's given. A promise is conditional. Um, and promises are inherited by, by faith and, and patient, patience. And we, and we need to know that, you know, we, we are heirs. We, we, we have an inheritance or we, have, we haven't yet achieved that inheritance, we have an expectation of inheritance. And the inheritance comes by, by faith and patience. Uh, we, we've been saved, we're out, of, we're out of Egypt, and in fact, um, the very promise set and the reward that God gave to Abram, and uh, you know, we, we part of that seed. And so our salvation is, is secure. Um, but what, what we need to know is that uh, we are safe for a purpose, and God has plans and good intentions for us, and we need to, we need to take those by faith and patience. We have a Canaan before us and, and promises that we need to be pressing into, yeah. and we need to be keeping a lot of what came through this morning is about our hearts, and, and, you know, and uh, so you know, God is working uh, with our hearts, and so the entire Christian message is, you know, is a call to press on into God's, God's rest with the uh, speak of you, and the rest is really uh, our inheritance and what, what God has, and so we need persevering uh, faith. Uh, faith. Um, and so this is kind of a, uh, not kind of, we, we We've been brought out of Egypt, and just like in Jude um, 1 to 5, this is kind of our second phase of, of believing. It says there, Now I want you to remind you, although you once fully knew that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, um, in Exodus 4:31, it says, You know, they, they believed in the blood and they, they came through, uh, afterwards destroys those who would not believe. Numbers 20, uh, 20 12. And so we pick up in, in Hebrews 4. It says, Therefore, while the promise of entering this rest still stands, uh, let, us, let us fear, lest any of us would seem that we've failed to, to reach it. Um, it's the first time the promise is being brought, brought in. And we still have the promise of entering God's, God's rest. It didn't finish with uh, Joshua. And the writer says there, let, let us fear, and you know, that's, uh, let this tension us up. You know, sometimes as, as Christians we can become slack. You know, I'm, I'm saved and I'm going, to, I'm going to heaven, or whatever your concept of heaven is. You're not going to float around in, in the sky. We're going to be in a new, a new heaven and a new earth. And, um, and um, So the writer is saying, you know, don't, don't get slack. Don't kind of well, we crossed the line. You know, there's, there's more. Um, but also, um, you know, don't, don't be kind of, some, suppose that you've missed this chance. You know, it's a word there, uh, I should seem to have failed to reach it, is, is a word, uh, dokeo, which is faulty human opinion. You know, you kind of think, well, you know, I've, I've missed the chance. You know, that or... You know, it was kind of, it was for those guys, it was a once-off thing going into Canaan, you know, the first generation, and, and 
Uh, no, it's for, for you and me. There's an offer today. And uh, not to also be, become discouraged and kind of think, well, you know, I've lost my chance. And uh, actually discouragement is also just a kind of form of... of uh, um, um, rebellion and so refusing to believe in the grace of God and so the writer saying here goes on for good news came to us just as to them but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened and so I was going to really just hang around that a little bit and um, you know, the writer saying is, you know, just, just by looking, looking at that first generation, you know, they, they had the good news. Remember the good news that the spies, and talking about the 12 spies, they came, out of, they came back out of Canaan, and they, they brought good news of a land flowing with, with milk and honey, and uh, they carried the, the pole of pomegranates and grapes and, and figs, and, you know, and God's saying, look, I, I want to I give you this. And uh, the writer's saying, uh, you know, good news is also coming to us through, through the Scriptures. You know, as we read the Scriptures, there's, there's good news that's, that's coming to us. And, and how are we engaging that? And the, the appeal is that we, you know, are we uniting it with, with faith, what we hear? We just got to ask ourselves, you know, sometimes we be honest with ourselves, you know, sometimes what, when I hear something, what, what are I united with? Um, and the writers here is appealing that we, we, we need faith uh, to move us forward into um, what the writer is calling entering God's, God's rest. Um, he's trying to get us to put our trust, trust in Him, press into maturity, and, and, and go for our land flowing with uh, milk and honey. And so we see in the, the we reference the story of. of uh, in Numbers, the 12 spies, you got the 12 spies, they all saw the same thing. They saw the people, the giants, uh, the land flowing with milk and honey, the, the fertile land uh, that would be good for them, would supply them well. Um, and, you know, likewise, we've, we've got the scriptures, and the scriptures are showing us things. And we look at how they responded. You know, there were 12 of the 10 of them. They came back with, a, uh, they failed in their faith. And there was just two of them, Caleb and Joshua, that actually were, the, that were persistent in faith. And so you've got to ask and say to ourselves, you know, even as we sit here, you know, just looking at the, the 10 to 2, you know, there's, there's a, it seems like it's easier to fall into unbelief than it is to persist in faith. Because yeah. actually unbelief is actually, you're just shrinking back. It's easy to shrink back and go with, go with where the world is going. But to be a believer and to, to read the Word and, 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 and to push into it and push forward is not so easy. The things that face us. But the writer is encouraging us, no, don't. We mustn't go backwards. We must, we must push forward and we need faith. And faith is actually forward, uh, forward pushing. And so I thought this morning, um, you know, how, how, do we, how do we unite the message or this, what we read in the Scriptures with, with, with faith? Um, and 
Yeah, I just sort of, I just jotted a couple of things down. I, the first thing I thought was, well, we need to, we need to know God's storyline. Uh, that God's story, God has got a good plan, and we need to trust His, trust His leading. And when we read the Scripture, we need to believe what God is saying, that what God is saying is for, for our good, and we need to press into that. Um, you know, just this, this week, I was, we had... Uh, the grandkids, Laura and Craig, said that, anyway, the one evening they came and every evening they want to, you've got to read them about 10 books and then you've got to tell a lot of stories and anyway, <laughs> I was digging deep for a story and eventually the only story I could find was uh, as, as a boy t- after school, we'd go into the forest and I'd, I'd go and looking for snakes and turning over rocks and, you know, I'd put them in my socks and take, I'd kind of t- telling them the story and here they're listening kind of dark and they're lying on the floor and they were going to sleep in our bedroom. Um, and right at the end of the story, I said, oh, look, you know, there might, you know, there, there might be one, because I said some of the snakes escaped. And I said, well, there might be some of the snakes under the bed. <laughs> so then I said, okay, now we need to go to sleep. <laughs> and uh, they were out of the bedroom like a shot. And Craig says, well, what did you tell them? I said, I just told them about snakes. And so anyway, they stepped with, with, <laughs> they stepped with Craig. And, uh, but, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, life can sometimes be like the snakes and ladders. You know, we kind of, we spend a lot of our time, <laughs> you know, where we should be sleeping with Pops and Anna on the floor. We kind of, we're running away. And, <laughs> um, uh, you know, just think of Jacob, you know, he had... Uh, you know, he had the ladder, you know, to heaven, and we, we need to have pictures of heaven and, and, and know that actually, wow, this is, surely this is the house of the Lord. Yeah. Surely God has got good stuff for us. You know, God is, God is not a, he doesn't want me to slip, slip and slide down. And that's exactly what the, the, the first, um, the nation believed. In Numbers 14, 2 to 3, it says, All the people grumbled against Moses, and the whole congregation says, would, you, would that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would that we have died in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? And maybe even some of us thinking that at the moment. Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us choose a leader to go back to Egypt. You know, sometimes we just want, you know, we want a leader to champion our ideas, take me where I want to go, yeah. and uh, not where God wants us to go. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, I think the first thing we just need to know God's, uh, God's storyline. Story He's got plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. The second thing is we need to meditate on the Word of God. We need to read the Word of God. But when we read the Word of God, um, we need to read the Word of God with the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the, the Word, is, the word is, is written by the Holy Spirit, used men and women, but it was written by the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to understand the Word, we need to be reading it with the help of the Holy Spirit. As Paul often says, you know, pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I might know God. And uh, that God might open up our eyes and, and that we might see 
what, what God is seeing and what the Scriptures is telling us. You know, otherwise sometimes we can just read the Word and it's like it just kind of slips off us. And uh, we, we, we need revelation of what, what God is saying. Uh, I remember uh, a guy, Kieran, once came in here and he's speaking about, I don't know what he was speaking about, it must have been faith or something like that. Where, you know, it's like a cow's got four stomachs. And, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to meditate on that word. We need to go from one stomach and we need to process it and we need to, we need to, uh, we need to get the word in us. It needs to be first in our minds, you know, that you can remember it. And try it. Just go and, re- and memorize something and get it in your mind and eventually it kind of becomes part of you. And uh, when it becomes part of you, it starts becoming, it starts becoming active and something we're drawn. And I believe that's where, where faith, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word, uh, by the word of God. Um, Joshua 1, 6-9, God says, you know, uh, you know, it says to be strong and courageous. You're going to lead these people to inherit. But then he goes on later, he says, you know, don't turn to your left or right that you, you may have, that you might have good success. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. So I want to ask us sitting here this morning, do you, do you read the word? Or, or is this the word that you get? Be honest with yourself. Do you read the word every day? And before you go to the word, you say, Lord, Holy Spirit, come along, help me. I want to encourage us, you know, if, we, if we're going to be the people that are going to have that faith, if we're not in the word, we're not going to get very far. Um, no, no heavy, but uh, it's, it's just an encouragement. I think the third thing we need to do is we need to deal with fear. That uh, um, God says to Joshua, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you uh, wherever you go." That uh, how close are we living with God? Are we? Are we? goes at the end of the scripture there is let us draw then with confidence draw near to the throne of God and we, if we're living close to God I believe fear will be a, less, a lesser thing in our lives um, dealing with fear not giving us a spirit of uh, fear but a spirit of love power and a sound mind um, Romans 8 14 to 17, for all who are led by the Spirit are sons of God, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him and all that we might gain, be also by be glorified with him. That we are we sons and daughters with, a, with the promise of an inheritance. The inheritance is ours if we go for it in faith and patience. That's what the Scriptures are saying. We have that promise, and we need to live where God says, now nah, nah, I swear, just like he did for, uh, for Abraham. 
then I think we, we need, with faith, we need to act on what we hear. I think that's our responsibility. And James says, show me your faith uh, apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. And faith without works is, is dead. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about what we do with our salvation and what God's speaking to us. If we don't act on what we believe, actually it's saying that we've got no faith. It's dead. We've got an intellect about it, but actually it's, it's not going to help us forward. And so I think a good, a good question for all of us to say, you know, when we come even in a time like this or wherever we are, is to, you know, God, you know, God what are you saying to me? Even this morning. God, what are you saying to me, but you know, how do I need to respond? What do I need to do? How, or how, yeah. So you go out this morning, and God has spoken to you in some way, and you're gonna, you go out and you say, okay, now I'm going to respond to that, and I'm going to put, put it into action. And then, then, we, then, we, then we've got faith. And we're doing it here. I'm not saying we're not doing it. I mean, I, there's... You know, I see yes, faith is faith is visible. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus says, you know, kind of uh, could see could see faith. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, what is God saying to me, and what must I do with it, or how must I respond? Um, being united by faith with what we hear is, I think, another one is just just give thanks. And uh, I think thanks edifies faith. You know, when we are thankful people, I know when I'm not thankful, it's, it's not good. <laughs> uh, but when you're thankful, and I was just reading uh, just that Psalm 136, and I and just underlined, if you just look there, I mean, can you see all the yellow? All the yellow there is actually the thankful part in the psalm. And the other little parts are just the pieces that the psalmist put in. And, and imagine if we lived like that, that every little thing, for his love endures forever. For his love endures forever. Give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his steadfast love endures forever to him who by understanding made the heavens for his steadfast love endures forever to him who spreads out the earth above the waters for his steadfast love endures forever amazing if we, if we lived like that in that kind of place of, of, of thankfulness and that everything about us just every little thing we, we, we can find thanks and we're expressing faith back to God uh, how it'll impact our lives. I was actually reading through this myself. I was just challenged. Um, you know, my level of thankfulness is it's kind of down there. Uh, I need to pick it up, yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm, I'm alone. And, yeah, just uniting with faith. You know, don't, don't kill faith. Don't be a faith breaker. You know, that in that story that you got with um, in, in Numbers 13, you know, they said they wanted the, there were two guys that had faith, Caleb and Joshua. 
and the others picked up stones. And they, they wanted to kind of look, you keep quiet. You know, we don't want to go that, we don't want to go that way. And, you know, we, we can sometimes be like it. You know, someone comes with an idea, and it's a, you might think it's a, um, you know, kind of it's not workable or whatever that, you know, then don't pick up a stone. And uh, rather see how you can build, breathe faith into, into it. And, uh, you know, the very thing in Nehemiah, you know, there's Sambalot and that, they, you know, it's kind of, what, are, what are these feeble Jews doing? And we don't need more of that language. We, 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 we need that, you know, that this is a great work. We can, we can you know, et cetera, et cetera. Good. So um, the, the encouragement to us in the Scripture is that our inheritance is connected to our hearts, a heart of unbelief, of rebelliousness, of resistance, of... Um, is not going to move us forward. But if we weep to be those that, that strive uh, to enter God's, to God's rest... And, and that takes faith and um, persistent, uh, persistent faith and patience. There's yeah that uh, whoever who has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as he did from his. And I think, you know, kind of it's, you know, you, you start thinking about, you know, what, what is God's rest? You know, it's kind of a difficult you know, God's rest is not, it's not heaven, it's not achieving something, it's, it's actually, it's a reward for persistent faith. Um, and I kind of think about, you know, when God created the heavens and he, and, and he separated and he ordered the world and, and then it says that he rested. And it's, it's almost something that we, we enter into as well. But we, 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 we got out of that place because of sin and unbelief and, and, and rebellion. And the way back is obviously through Christ, but we, we uh, with faith, faith and patience. And, um, and that place of being in that place of rest, restfulness is, to me, it's like when you, um, you know, God's, God rested from his work. It's kind of, you know, when you've done a, you've done a, you've done a piece of work and you kind of sit back and you say, oh, that, that was good. I really enjoyed that. And that, uh, I believe that each one of us sitting here, that, you know, we, sin brought in, you know, kind of the toil of, of labor and it's a, it's a hard thing. I think when we enter into God's rest, that, that even work, even our labors, what we do is a, a restful thing. Um, hey Nick, sometimes when you're working with that wood and you, you're enjoying the creativity, it's restful, eh? eh? It's hard work, but it's you. You kind of you. There's a joy that you get in it, and you create something, and you say, "Hey," and I think that's something for us. When you you get up in the morning and you you look at the day and you doesn't look too bright. The colours are beautiful. It's just kind of and you you feel the sun and you. You, just the joys of life, and I think something of that. I can't explain it, but we we call to press into something of that, and uh, and it takes faith, faith and patience. Um, 
just out of to end, you know, it says now in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the condition of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By it, by what? By their faith. And verse 5, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, whoever, for whoever would draw near to God must believe he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So we've got to say to ourselves that the, the, the measure that we seek God actually measures our faith. If we believe God exists, we're going to seek him. And I want to say, are we, are we, are we still seeking God? Do we, do, we exist, do we believe that God actually exists or is it kind of just a motion we're going through? <laughs> so let's ask ourselves these questions and um, that our lives might be united with, with faith and uh, whether we put things in place. Got a, a message this morning from a friend, uh, Paul Langton. He sent a message, and it was a message to you know, it was to, to Viv and I. But anything that comes to Viv and I comes to all of us because we we are body. But he says, you know, just God wants to anoint our eyes to see what He sees. He wants to anoint our eyes to see what He sees, and that's that's faith. You know, we need to see. You know, in reading the scriptures, you know, the, these guys couldn't see. Uh, what God wanted them to see, and that we, you know, if we, if we can't see, we, you know, faith can't. I don't know if you know. Um, people, we. Um, so God, God wants to anoint our eyes to see what He sees. People, we come in contact with. Uh, um, yeah, uh, we are God messengers, proclaimers. Um, and our eyes need opening. It's another gift of seeing kingdom things, seeing things in the spiritual realm. And I thought, wow, yeah, Lord, we need to, we need our eyes opened. Um, so I wonder, could we, could we pray? I just felt to, uh, I know you haven't got many Zimbos here this morning, but yeah, I just felt to pray for our Zimbabwean, uh, Zimbabwean friends. Um, you know, they're living in an uncertain time. And where permits and you know be sent back to Zimbabwe, uh, yeah, be great for, for us to pray with them. But I wonder if we, instead of me standing up here just praying, if we can just get into a couple of just into a couple of groups and just to pray for one another, and uh, just and I believe that when we pray, we we stir one another's faith, we we encourage one another, and. Um, you know, those that um, going through, you know, stand with Dave. Dave's just been, well, both Dave's, but I mean, you, you, you're kind of better. <laughs> you are better. <laughs> yeah, but Dave, Dave's going through radiation, has been through the first radiation. Yeah, let's stand with faith with, with Dave. Stand with the Zimbos. Um, yeah, those who want to pray for the nation, let's, let's pray for the nation. Let's speak faith into our nation. Uh, can we do that?
Let's maybe just take five minutes and just get into a couple of groups and let's pray. everyone. Um, in your groups as